Welcome to the MK Performance Podcast, hosted by myself, Matt Kerr, and Professor Grant Schofield, where we share our unique approach to training and racing around triathlon. Okay, welcome to an MK Performance Podcast. I'm Grant Schofield, and with me is former Ironman Triathlon Age Group World Champion, Matt Kerr. Hey, Matt. Hey, mate. How are you? Good. Now, we're sitting in the Isuzu at the north end of Tairua Beach, um, awaiting cyclone hail to hit the coast we've had about 250 millimeters of rain in the last 24 hours and they're expecting 400 mils by tonight which makes it a one in 20 year weather event and we're just looking at across some massive surf um yeah it's the second one we've had in what two weeks yeah so so much for the summer of training yeah it's been summer of rain yes yeah. so that's uh, if you're in the north island of new zealand you know what we're talking about if you're elsewhere like you aussies or something well, well all those guys in the south island it's like uh they don't even know what we're talking about no so and uh i assume if you're in the northern hemisphere it's winter so you're probably sucking it a bit as well but <laughs> actually look at those waves are like, getting up towards three or four meters aren't they plus yeah 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 and so it's been a bit of indoor trainer i think we got one day on the bike last sunday it's been about it, really, hasn't that it? That was our only pocket of window, to be honest, and um, it's a beautiful day, and that was summer, but then uh, Monday, rain came in, and yeah, we're back on, back inside. It's something about a particular type of sea temperature or something up near Indonesia that's forcing weather down across Australia, then up to New Zealand. Or is that not even a thing? I don't, I don't know. know. Is, what do they call this? An ex-tropical cyclone? So it was a tropical cyclone. It's now, oh. now not. So X. Yeah. You know, you know what I don't get about it? It's tracking along. The cyclone is tracking along in the Pacific. Yeah. It's sort of going east, right? Yeah. And then just as it gets directly above New Zealand, it, it turns like more, you know, 100 degrees. It, it like drops like a stone and then just like heads straight for where we live. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in hot like a McDonald's pie. Yeah, coming in hotter than a McDonald's apple pie. Apple pie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right, so uh, also if you're listening to this around when it comes out, then we're talking about uh, the New Zealand racing season's coming up, which is actually a pretty good one. Uh, one of the, there's been a couple of races already, uh, the Taupo 70.3, a couple of smaller Olympic distance races, the Suffer, Suffer yep. which is uh, one near Rudra, which is always fun. Uh, but the one of the jewels in the calendar is the Port of Tauranga Half, which is is a it's a seventy point three distance, more or less, isn't it? Like a two k swim. Yeah, I mean it's 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 rebranded to the Mount Festival. Yeah. they've got a whole lot of different events, but the main event is is the seventy point three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and that's the, what ten days out. Yep. Uh, you had planned to be racing that second pro race. Correct. Yeah. What's happened there? Um, yeah, we've made an intuitive decision to. Uh, not be racing that. Yeah, it does hurt a bit, eh, not to race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess this is us. So, sort of, so what happened? This is us coming out that we, we are not racing it. Coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Trending. Trending. Identifying as not coming out. Right. Yeah. Uh, right, so what? what's the reasons? Um, I guess the main reason is uh, the state of which I'm in at the moment. Um, we both don't feel is uh, ready for a race, and, and that's due to... Um, some sickness that I've suffered over uh, the past two two weeks. So, uh, on Christmas Day you got sick? Yeah, Christmas Eve I got some signs, symptoms of, of sickness, sore throat being being the main symptom, 
and then progressively got worse across Christmas Day and, and the latter days after that. Yeah, and so really it's taken two weeks to get clear of that, which is a bit of a bugger when you're supposed to be training. Yeah, I've just held on to it, and it's actually probably a, a sickness that I've, I've held on to for the longest, to be honest, and, and just couldn't really shake. Um, started in my head, and then it's gone into the chest, and there's still a little bit of residue left there. Bugger. But, um, yeah, that pinned us down for a, for a little bit, eh? Yeah. Um, and then that got confounded by um, just the sort of shape you were able to maintain yourself in. Not, not that you want to make too many excuses, but what do you got to say about that? Uh, you're talking body composition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I honestly, I thought it was short-lived. It was yeah. going to be a sickness that I could get through in sort of six days. Yeah. Be clear of it. Um, and obviously, the, the training volume wasn't there in terms of hours that I was doing. Um, and that had to be knocked back substantially um, we made some decisions around how we were going to do that we can talk yeah. about we could probably talk about that actually and then um but subsequently at the same time i was still consuming the same amount of of volume of food um and it wasn't christmas food it wasn't wasn't bad food but it was just the sheer volume going in um there wasn't the expenditure of energy requirement yeah when you're training 25 hours a week yes you end up quite eating quite a bit, eh? Yeah. And um, for the, the way that you eat, you do add, adding quite a bit of fat because that's actually a pretty important fuel source. Mm. And so you'd be chucking on the sour cream and the cheese and yeah, but when butter. You, when, you, in the butter yeah. when you're not using the avocados, yeah. uh, when you're not using that to the extent that you typically would, yeah. um, it still tastes pretty good. Yeah. So you just keep going. <laughs> so what's the damage? Um... Yeah, I've put on a bit. Oh, you're going to admit to the actual numbers here? Yeah, I reckon you should. You reckon I should? Yeah. Well, we're pretty open and honest about yeah. things. Um, yeah, so I guess I don't have a starting weight as such, but I know that I was in the vicinity of probably 73 or 74 kgs, which is, it's okay. In race weight, we're talking, you know. I thought your best weights were, in Hawaii, you are about 72. Yeah. Um, you might load up with food and fluid, you might be 73 or something, and then um, sometimes you'd dehydrate into 69 68 kilos yeah um but i reckon but, com- coming into christmas a week or so you know like i would have been 74 ish yeah there a give it give or take yeah and you got on the scales the other day admittedly it was after lunch and you had clothes on and stuff but what was the number <laughs> we were 80.9 oh was it 0.9? 0. 0.9 yeah and you didn't believe my scales so you in a grump you left off and went down to the local gym to weigh yourself there yeah so i left my scales at home because we're on holiday here obviously and the only scales I had accessible were yours at home and I got on them and I couldn't believe the number that I yeah, jumped on the bike straight away went down to the gym and um, yeah, that number was confirmed by second reading of 80.9 oh it was exactly the same was it <laughs> <laughs> scales don't lie bro uh, and that had been the, the interesting thing about that is and I think people all struggle with this I struggle with this as well like if you're in good shape you don't have any trouble weighing yourself like you're like yeah, no worries weighing yourself yeah. when you know that you've lost control of it but you just want to avoid it and I, I knew you were losing a bit of control and I was like can you um, I'll just report back to me when you don't have like you know have when you have dinner eat, eat dinner once don't like have two or three dinners well you're at like a family dinner table and <laughs> mum's serving up some pretty good food so it's a temptation to go back and get seconds and sometimes even thirds is pretty high so you were just doing that were you yeah yeah and Uh, and like i stipulate it wasn't bad stuff it wasn't bad food but it's just the sheer volume when you're not burning it yeah and so uh you said i'm going to you when you're on the train i'm going oh 
well, probably wasn't a good place to raise it. I was like, oh, I reckon you should weigh yourself. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to report back to you that I'm not having seconds. <laughs> and what, what did I say? Do you remember? I don't know. What did you say? I said, oh, well, that's all good and well, but when you're racing, they don't care if you had seconds or not. They, it probably matters how much you weigh because it is a, a lean person's sport. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, oh, that was the end of that conversation, and then you did actually weigh yourself. In That's that. an interesting topic, though, around the whole weight thing, because <laughs> like, there's a lot of con- controversy around around that you shouldn't be a number, but actually, when it comes to the running, and we've noticed that significantly. In particular, the running—that's where you suffer, right? Yeah, and it's, this is like Lionel Sanders made a good point the other day in his podcast. It's like, you know, what works for you works for you, and it's like we can hang out with Braden Curry, who we really respect, and he's just like, oh, I don't know what the number is, and sometimes I I tried to watch the number and I got too light and I was weak, and yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, and he doesn't really seem to stack on the weight, less as far as we know. Yeah. Um, and my son Sam, who we both know. You know, he's coming in at like 64, 65 kilos and yep. and yeah, it doesn't really change much. He's probably a bit younger, which helps, but yep. um, so they don't seem to have to worry about that. But other builds like me, definitely, yep. um, probably you mm-hmm. and other people out there as well. If, if you're not that careful, um, you can put on weight pretty easily, especially if you're, I think that's part of it. It's definitely a double-edged sort of the keto, low-carb approach, right? Yes. Because yep, totally. fat, fat calories from fat. It adds. Uh, it adds quick, man. Like a couple of bottles of sour cream and yeah, um, you know a bit of oil and some butter, and you know all of a sudden you've got an extra, you know, thousand calories that day. You do that over ten days, there's a kilo. Um, yeah, yeah, and without even noticing. So that's the thing. Anyway, so I don't get all hit up about weight, but you know if you're trying to be a professional trotter and you weigh eighty and you want it to be about seventy one, it's probably not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Did you find that confronting? Yeah, I did. I did. Um... But it's kind of been a bit of a reset, to be honest. Um, and it's been a reset in the right way with some decisions around not racing and and, and starting there. So, um, yeah, I guess we can talk about what we're doing to um, to help that. Um, but, yeah, I, just going back to, like, the running is where it suffers for me the most. Yeah, you can bike along on the flat. Or probably the hill climb as well. Oh, uh, yeah, and the hill climb, yep. yeah. Yeah, because that, that was a... Th- thing with Sam let's just I mean just to be fair Sam's 21 and you're a way better cyclist than him right but yeah just go through those numbers really quick yeah so really really quick so um, this is about a five minute climb um, out of Pawanui yeah to to, to, to Pawanui wasn't it or was it out of Pawanui no it was out of Pawanui okay so it's about a five minute climb it's probably it's not even that steep it's probably about six percent yeah yeah and rough ship road so you're not moving fast but but still so we're we're climbing right and We're going at exactly the same speed. Yep. So we're traveling together side by side. Yeah. So we go back on the numbers, and I'm pushing 330 watts. At what sort of heart rate? At like, let me, see, it was like 165 or something. You know, it was up there. I was, I was having to work for it. Yeah. Um, and then we look at his numbers, and he's like pushing 240? No, 270. Or 270, was it? Was it yeah, 270? Two, but... two, yeah, 277, I think, at 141 heart rate. Right, okay. Um, and so he's about 64, 65, and you must have been in the mid to high 70s at that point. But we, we're traveling the same speed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just like, but but um, 10 kilos in mass yeah. um, on a hill on a bike makes a massive, massive difference, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Um, luckily, most of the bike races aren't up straight up hills. Uh, <laughs> and we're on the flat, where it doesn't make hardly any difference, right? Because that's not a factor, and it just makes a difference in frontal surface area and a little bit of mass, but not much, really. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but on the run, it counts in a, I'd say a very similar way to what it does in the in the um, in the bike on, on a hill, eh? Yeah. What did you th- just rough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I reckon. I reckon uh, your numbers, eh? Yeah. So they go one percent difference in body mass makes makes about a one percent difference in running performance. And then you can go, well, what the hell does that mean? You have to sort of work it all out backwards into seconds and make it hundreds of seconds rather than 60 seconds and all this sort of stuff. But, um, you know, for someone who's running about, uh, I don't know, 4.15 to 3.45 pace in that vicinity, you can expect for every kilo lighter you are to be three seconds a kilometre faster. Okay, yep. Um, So if you're nine kilos overweight... Yep. You can roughly expect about the same work to be, I don't know, 25 to 30 seconds slower, <laughs> which is actually about right, eh, if yes. you look at what your numbers and heart rate are at the moment. Yeah, especially off like that session that we had on Sunday. Yeah. We are talking about 30 seconds per K off. Yeah, because Sam just ran off straight away, and you were like, oh, he's doing me, but actually he was running about the same speed you'd normally run. Normally would run, yeah. Yeah, for the same heart rate you would normally run, and you were literally... Struggle Street. Well, he put a K into you over half an hour, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, not quite, but yeah, almost. Um, and, and that's nothing to do with him. No. It's just actually, this: if you're not in decent weight shape, you're not going to race a pro race, are you? And we're talking a pro race that's happening in like 10 days. Yeah. You know, so so the, the runway was just getting shorter. The yeah. riding was really on the wall. Yeah, and then six weeks from there is an Ironman. Right, yeah. Yeah, and another 70.3 race in um, Challenge Wanaka. Correct. So, so that's six weeks from the mount, but yeah. now... Right now, we're into eight weeks prep, yeah. really, for our gold race, yeah. which always was on the calendar. Yeah. Uh, I'm in New Zealand at the start of March. Yeah, as a pro race, so that's good, yeah. So we need to, I, I th- you know, you've got eight weeks to get in shape, you've got eight weeks to lose, you know, best part of nine kilos um, to be in, your, in a better shape. You've got um, time to get rid of that sickness, which is moving on now. Yep. and get in shape so that's really the reason people might sort of criticise you for that and go um, I don't know just turn up and race you know I know Simon Cochran a friend of both of ours is like a good pro is like just race you learn so much and it's like oh, yeah. Jesus it's your... like we, 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 we rode with him the other day while he was running one of his ultras right yeah was, uh, well he actually overtook us longer runs <laughs> we're, we're riding up that same hill we were just talking about and he overtook us running yeah Yep. I mean, we're on mountain bikes to be fair but so. we were like pretty sick at that time just yeah. easy zone 2 riding yeah, yeah. and hey Simon what do you think of this this is what we're thinking and he's like nah nah make a call on race morning <laughs> you know like so yeah, yeah he, did, he wasn't 9 kilos overweight though mm. um, he hadn't been sick so yeah anyway so that's what he decided I, I, I really support it actually I think it's a better way to approach goal races or at least that's what's worked in this camp before yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's disappointing because the lineup is so good. Yeah. So you're going to go into the race anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, we've yeah. got some some athletes there and entering in and, and and completing it, and also Sam is Sam's there. He's doing his first one. So it'd be awesome to see. So we'll certainly be there. But um, yeah, eight weeks now until Ironman, right? Yeah. Um, I guess what does that look like? It's a conversation. It's yeah. Okay. Gonna, well. The, what, Weeks one and two of those eight weeks are this week and next week, so tell us what you're doing different. So we're into it. Uh, first of all, was change in uh, eating consumption. Oh yeah, tell me about that. Um, so we've opted for two weeks uh, aligned with training, um, going into it sort of a carnivore-based 
eating approach. Oh, yeah, now that's going to set the alarm bells off on half the listeners here. Yeah, it is. Going, what the hell are you doing? Are you serious? Are you guys bunch of nut cases. So yeah. what is that? What is that operationalized? What, what is uh, that? I've been there. Like I haven't not done it. I haven't not experimented it with it before. Yeah. Um, actually came back from Hawaii, and my first two weeks into Australia, I binged a bit in Hawaii and and this and that, and yeah, two weeks of carnivore and that. So that's just uh, eggs, meat, and fish. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of helps a bit of a reset for me. Um, it helps with my uh, eating portions, eating size, and hunger control. And hunger control, but it also um, I'm not shoveling in the fats like I normally would. Uh, not adding the excessive cheeses, not adding the sour creams or the avocados, etc. Um, yeah. So it's really only putting in what I'm using to an extent. It's pretty much a zero carb diet as well, isn't it? Yeah. So any any fats that I'm that I'm using or burning in. Um, and training has really been pulled from the body rather than actually yeah. what you're yeah, and this, consuming. This is, a, this is not a sustainable strategy, right? Like we talk about, it's two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you won't be doing this in the key workouts for Ironman. No. So we're taking two weeks to try and drop quite a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, because we wouldn't be doing key workouts eight weeks out from an Ironman. No. Yeah, we tend to sort of be more specific as we get closer to it. Closer to it. Exactly. So hopefully that's going to work. Yeah. Um, saying that, you do take a little bit of extra fuel in case you do need it sometimes. Though. Like, Did you use anything this morning? No, nothing this morning. We were, but we did. We did. But I, but I did on Sunday. Yeah, right. So the workout this morning was a. Um, you're calling it primers. What was Sam calling it? Sam calls it traffic light. The, the traffic lights. So it's like <laughs> it's like a three staged um, interval set. Uh, the first minute. Vo two. Vo two style, or, or well up there, high high threshold, and then. So uh, what sort of power was that? For me, it was three eighty. Yeah, but you could go up to fourteen. Yeah, been up to four or five. And how long does that last for? One minute. Yep. And then we go straight into three minutes yep. at like a threshold. So that was uh, three, what was that for me? It was only this morning, yeah. 350 yep. for three minutes and then straight into eight minutes um, at 300 Which for is me. half Ironman pace. Half Ironman pace. So. so it's a 12 minute interval. 12 minute interval and then you take five minutes just easy spin. That was 190 for me and then we went through that cycle five times. Um, it's a pretty decent 70.3 session that it's one. It's eh? pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty solid. So well, I thought you might need some extra carbs to get through the intensity of that, but you're fine. Seemed to be good. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Sunday, um, I was probably like two days into that whole carnivore thing, and we had a solid road ride. Yeah. Like two hours pretty much, just under 70.3. Yeah. Um, or pretty much on 70.3, and, and I had some gels uh, I had one uh, 25 grams of carbs across the whole oh, two hours. Right? Um, race plus yep. stuff yeah that's good stuff there so that was yep. literally that I mean they talk about right fuel right time yeah we, we're in a carnival state at the moment and that, that's limited but if there's a session that requires fuel then we'll do it right yep. we'll, we'll add it and it just gets burnt through so it's not really affecting the it's not stored the yep. body comp yep. um, okay so that's that, we'll let you know how that goes after two weeks actually um, yep. But you've already gone down a few, a few kilos, eh? Yes. I mean, some of that's fluid and stuff because you would have been packed with glycogen. But yeah, we'll, we'll let you know how that goes. But it's an interesting um, saga. And then I suppose we'll just go into more of a right feel, right time sort of approach um, through that the next six weeks because you do weeks. need enough energy to actually train properly. But then naturally the training hours will increase yep. after that after the two weeks into yep. the six. And what does training look like this week and next week then? Um, run focused this week for sure uh lots of split runs oh you're talking about the split runs split runs yeah well it's the ability to be able to run some more duration without overloading one session yep. so so we talk about split runs that's t- double day run 
Um, so yesterday, for example, I uh, was out in the morning for like 75 minutes. Super e- easy zone too. Super social, yeah. Actually went out with a couple of mates. Had a You're running like five minute capos. Yeah, literally five minutes. So it was, yep, real zone two. And then I uh, was back out in the afternoon. Well, and you mountain biked off the run. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, had a run, came home, did what I did, then went for an easy mountain bike. Yeah. Uh, 90 minutes and then uh, ran for, I think it was like 55 minutes off that. Yeah, so in the day you've actually almost had two hours 10 running. Correct. It's a pretty decent amount of load. Yeah. Without the problems of doing a two hour 10 run. In one block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's certainly more, you feel it's more achievable. Yeah. Um, you just got to be real careful that. You don't get injured. You don't keep going. Like it's, it's easy to, to go out and do. A second session yeah um but you look back on the day and all of a sudden you've done like 27k yeah you know and, and i sort of feel for body comp that running forces a bit of adaptation as well like yeah the, the bike cycling doesn't what do you say you say like oh right, i just right. feel that like the body wants to get in better shape i'm not sure if there's anything in that scientifically no yeah yeah um, but run, you know, run like a bastard is what you say uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 i can't imagine i'd say that the the um and then next week? Uh, then next week move into a bit of a swim, heavier swim volume. Yeah. Um, and bike volume? And bike volume too, yeah. Yeah, if this weather pisses off, that would be good. Yeah, well, we're actually blocked in at the moment, so there's no way to get into the pool. Uh, the estuary is completely flooded with all the sewers. No, yeah. I wouldn't say massively, but everything's and if blocked. And if you went to swim out here, you'd drown. You'd, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that's not really a very good thing. Uh, I think Simon Cochran's in the same boat as well. Yeah. You can't get out of Pano. Yeah, oh, that's the way it goes. Before we continue with the rest of the show, it's worth mentioning how I personally fuel my training and racing using S-Fuels. S-Fuels is a world-class endurance performance nutrition that I genuinely recommend you try. Triathlon is about consuming the right fuels at the right time, and S-Fuels can help you achieve this. If you haven't tried it, I strongly recommend it. <laughs> so that's two weeks, right? And yeah. then uh, hopefully we drop a bit off that and gathered a bit of volume and lost some weight yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we can go into six weeks really of specific Ironman uh, focus with Challenge Wanaka yeah. at the latter end of that. I reckon this um, body composition thing, people don't think about it, it's the easiest speed gain. Right. It's the easiest performance gain. You know, you think, can you think of any other way to gain three seconds of K running? For no. for no extra fitness. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you can't get sick, but if you're not, if you're not lean, yeah. Then and you're preparing for an Ironman, and you're more than six weeks out. My advice is to um, is to go hard on on getting the body comp down. And I, I reckon, like, you look at well, not maybe the front five percent of the field, but if you, if you get back into the middle of the field, people have got they've still got you know some of the body compositions that plague our public. Mm. So, yeah, I reckon that's that's not discussed. No, uh, I, yeah, no. I think you you were trying to tell me that it was well. You were. It's a, it's a good thing, but um, obviously it was disappointment around the initial weight number. <laughs> and I thought you were just trying to soften the blow. To be honest, it's like well, you, you, it's the best way. You got free free gains here. You know what it is. It's easy as. No, it is. But it, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing is, because I I've put a bit of weight over the Christmas, but I, I see see if people listen to any previous MK Performance podcasts and they. They should chuckle a bit because I raised this issue with Matt prior to Christmas. I said, "Oh, is this weight gain over Christmas a thing?" He's like, "Nah, nah, not for me. No worries." And I was like, "Oh, definitely is for me. Like, I'm going to be eating beer, <laughs> chips, uh, ham sandwiches with sourdough, um, and that's exactly what's happened. So I've gone from 83 to 85 and a half. 
Right. Um, or actually 85.9 or something. So I, yeah, I just need to clock that back. So as soon as I, I haven't started yet, as soon as I go back to, because we have to go back to Auckland yeah. um, from living in Tauru, I'm going to um, yeah, do more of this, that same um, carnivore okay. approach. I just find it easy, you know, it's like you're, you're on top of your hunger. Yep. Actually, you know, when I came to do some training in Hawaii with you, uh-huh. well, that, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I wasn't training with you, I was <laughs> beside you when you were training. Um, Iceman. Yeah, yeah, carrying ice and stuff. But they, um, I really, that carnivore thing really helps you get on top of your hunger. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you've, you're forced to decrease the volume, the portion size. Yeah, and you're forced to burn fat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's, I don't know if it's that sustainable. At least it's not for me living in a family situation. But yeah, no, it's have, not. Crack, have a crack at it. Yeah. Um, feel reasonably satisfied. Yeah. yeah, so that's it. That. Okay, so if we're going to be down at Taupo, at uh, Tauranga, who yeah. you... I think, who's there? Javier Gomez, uh, Braden Curry? Braden Curry, Simon, Mike Phillips, Ben Phillips. Um, a couple of the old ones coming, I suppose. Cameron Brown will Cameron be there. Brown, yeah. There's oh. a few, like, Ryan Sissons is yeah. back. Um, and then there's, yeah, the newer pro field as such, which have proven they're worth it. Topor. Yeah. Um, some of those guys are able to, the age groupers are able to enter into the elite field, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely a, a deep field. Oh, uh, yeah. What's the guy who's been training at Palanui again? Um, uh, ben Hamilton. Ben Hamilton. He's quick, that guy, for an yep. age, he's age group. Age grouper. Young age grouper as well, so I yep. imagine he'd be pro. Yep. Um, he's quick. Uh, I th- so, uh, Braden Curry, um, and what's his name? Little lean for Jack. Oh, Jack Moody. Uh, he was on a bit of form, really. He seemed yeah. to be able to ride pretty well at Taupo. Oh, he's going to go pretty flat course for him. He'll go, you know. So if he can hang in there, I reckon he could win it. Yep. Braden Curry, depends what sort of hey, shape. And Kyle Smith is back as well. Yeah, that guy can go as well if he's all right. Just, I, I, I reckon that whole Jan Frodeno thing backfired on him. Yeah. Do you reckon? I don't know. Like, uh, he was a weapon when he was in New Zealand of the COVID time. He went and trained with Jan Frodeno. Right became, before COVID, eh? Yeah, and became not a weapon. Yeah. Um, good, no, good, he's, he's hilarious as well. Good guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, okay, he was, he was leading uh, Utah for a bit before he yeah. um, had the incident with the gaff tape and the loss of the, of the sock, sock and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, there's some actually some good athletes. just depends what sort of shape they turn up in. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, Javier Gomez, I mean, I suppose he's... Is he doing Ironman as well? I suppose he's just staying here and going on, that's training be, with Dan Plews, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. I don't know where he's at exactly. He had a stress fracture, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. I think he's over that. Yeah. Or through that, so... Okay, so what's... Oh, I'll give you... You give me... Give me your top three, I'll give you mine. Uh, yeah, it's a hard one. I don't know whether you can narrow it to three. Jack Moody's definitely up there. Uh, hey, Simon's had a pretty good run. Yeah. You know, uh, Topo, and then um, he went on to suffer, did pretty well there. He'll carry some of that fitness through from his, his running. Um, and I, th- I, I do think Kyle will feature somewhere up there with, with Braden as well. Yeah, my top four. Well, so I'm going to pick four. Yeah, so I got Braden, Kyle, Jack, and Simon. I got Braden, Kyle, Jack, Moody, and uh, Javier Gomez. Yeah. No offense, Simon, but you're still front of my top five, maybe. Um, just know that you're having a shit time training like we are because it's so <laughs> bad, and you're having to fit into some ultra stuff, and I'm not sure that's going to be the best mm. for him. Um, so the question is, can. Uh, I just think Braden Curry is 
I'm not sure what sort of shape it ends up in, but the guy can race. Um, like, and I'm not. Those other guys can race well as well, but he can actually race. When like, he's yeah, it's like when he's when he he's not there's no sickness at all. He just he can turn it on when he needs to. Eh? Yeah, he rates he's rates himself on the yeah. run. I mean, even in Hawaii he had that an injury before he got sick, mm-hmm. and we're like, geez, he didn't even make the start. If like we were doing that, we'd be like, nah, screw that. And he's like, no, 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 I just need one decent long run and a couple of hard ones, and I'll be sweet for Kona. And you're like, geez, that's funny good belief. So I reckon that's part of his strength. Yeah. Um, Kyle Smith is a weapon, but he, I'm not sure he's fired quite as well as we'd have liked in the last little while. Maybe, I think the Yard Fredino thing, maybe he's been back in New Zealand training by himself. Maybe that's going to help. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jack, I'd like a backer. He's... He goes, but yeah, flat bike, you know, he's still got a... Um, yeah. Say he pushes 280 normalised at Taupo and, you know, smokes the bike. Yeah. And what... That's a different story than doing 280 normalised for his body size thing. So, because guys are going to be putting out 330, 340, Kyle Smiths and stuff yeah, on a flat at, course. Yeah, yeah. And, and Mike Phillips is going to be there too. He can yeah, swim. Yeah. He can ride. Yeah. And did he yeah. run like a 111 yeah. at Sunny Coast? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, he could feature as well, actually. You know? I should never discount him. Okay, well, that's that. <laughs> uh, I don't really know what's going on in the woman, so I've not got no comment on that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it'd be good to see like the age group guys like that, uh, Ben Hamilton, come up. Like you did Fetch last year, you got yep. up to fourth. So, yep. um, yeah, it was a good effort last year. So, um, you know, all power to him. It's all it's it's good to have that mindset when you're an age group racing elite mm. um, to take as many of those guys as you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. What else are we doing different? What have, what have we got? Have we got oh yeah, the um, here at the moment. <laughs> Tell me about this um, sauna that because our neighbours got a sauna and I was using it, but then we've, I think we overheated it massively, right? Yeah, we've put it up on high temperatures and it screwed. I managed to actually take it apart yesterday and yeah. rewire it, which is a hilarious. Professor rewiring a sauna that's because that's going to go real well. Grant, Grant <laughs> yeah. messaged me he's like the sauna's going. Uh, I've rewired it. I said, oh yeah, I think I'll stick to my sauna today. You, you go test it and let me know how it goes. Yeah, so it's only got four of the seven heating elements working, <laughs> but it does go and you just sweat. Um, but you've got this other one on a trailer with a chimney. What tell us about that? Yeah, the, um, the sauna guys. Are the, they're called the sauna project. Oh yeah, um, and it's some guys in the mountain who just yeah literally whacked a sauna onto a trailer. So they built the sauna on the trailer during COVID because nothing was open, uh, and actually have started a business out of it. Oh yeah. Uh, so they are producing them for for customers. They're actually running pop up sauna sessions. You can hire this trailer and these these multiple trailers that they're making. Uh, you can hire them out for events or weekends, they charge them out. So, uh, yeah, sort of got together with them and um, just trialling a bit of a project with them. And, uh, yeah, so we've got it down here in Tyra for and it's, it's a couple not, of weeks. It's not electrical. You've, you've like, oh, it's a traditional like, Finnish yeah, sauna on a trailer. Wood fire. With a wood fire. We've it's, got it stuck up at the moment, actually. It's heating up as we speak. Yeah. yeah. And um, so you hop in there, you steam it up, steam sweat it out. Yeah. And you've got the chest freezer there as well. Yeah, so we've never... Never had the two together really in yeah. close proximity. We've always been doing one or the other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a new experiment for for the time, and, and probably a lot of listeners are going to go, "Well, you got sick from getting in the freezer." No, nah, well, you didn't get sick from getting. Nah, the freezer wasn't even operating at that <laughs> you got point. Sick from so getting, you got sick from getting a virus. Um, yeah, that we definitely ruled that one out pretty quickly. But um, oh yeah, so I think there's a few things with this. The yeah. um, there's quite a bit of scientific evidence around these things, like just, you know, the sauna stuff um, for longevity. 
Yep. So, so you know, when you study people who do this, they live longer. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Controlling for everything else. So, you know, so, okay, well, that's not probably what we're about here, but that'd be good <laughs> if you did. Uh, it's good for heat adaptation. You get increased from uh, plasma volume. Yeah, well, we're not really getting too much environmental heat adaptation at the moment, are we? Uh, so it's, it's quite good. Um, the cold? And the, and the cold, it's like, well, that's just another challenge, to be honest. Um, there's, so I think, I think we're using it for two different things at the moment. One is the inflama- inflammatory response. Yeah. So immediately after a harder session or a harder workout. Yeah. Um, and also to bring the core temperatures straight back down. Yeah. That was evident on Sunday. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Sam and I both got pretty hot and uh, end of the run, we were just craving the freezer, so we ran home and yeah, so you put it on overnight do you or do you leave it on all the time yeah no it just goes on overnight it's on a timer and it probably has about four or five hours that it runs overnight and it's got like this sheet of ice yeah and you have to get a hammer out and you just smack it yeah it freezes over on the top so you smack it and it all breaks up it's got like this slurry kind of like a slushy eh? yeah yeah uh, um so there's that and then there's also the whole um in the ice cold challenge type you know oh, the mental the, the mental side of things oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. uh, which yeah. i kind of use that but i always jump in right before i go to bed and that's um in my line of work that's good for everyday people especially people with anxiety mental health especially i think the um cold is like a really potent tool um yeah. combination of the hot and cold hasn't been studied so much but i reckon that's really cool um uh, it's quite challenging yeah. i mean uh you're sort of only in there for 10 or 15 seconds when you first started yeah and like before I go to bed, I'm in there for probably two minutes. Oh, so you're going just before you go to bed? Just before I go to bed, yeah. And you get a better night's sleep, do you Yeah, awesome night's sleep. Uh, I go to bed slightly on the cooler side. Not freezing, but just cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really the last thing you want to do before you go to bed is go outside. Especially at the moment yeah. when it's hosing down with rain and get in a chest freezer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, different use, right? Yeah, you got tools. the you got the Isuzu out towing this thing. You look like with this big massive sauna attached to the back. That's about fifteen feet tall. You look like a gypsy. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> it's quite funny, um, but yeah. So the the sauna hot and cold, I think, has been a really good addition to training and recovery. And actually, um, I mean, it fits quite well into this two week thing that we're doing with the whole body comp. Yeah, but you probably keep it going, won't you? Yes. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. I mean, I was saunering pretty often until I got back to New Zealand. Just at the ease of having a sauna on hand in Australia and oh in yeah where you're living there you have, there's a sauna in the complex eh? yeah so basically when I came back to New Zealand I didn't sauna for like what two months yeah two and a bit months um, so it's good to have that back on um, oh, you think it's an important thing there is a study on body composition that I saw last week actually where they got some improvements in young males right with um, yeah extra temperature so that's interesting awesome um, yeah so yeah I think if, if you're interested in that just uh Jump on the Insta and make some comments or mm. Facebook or whatever you do. We um, actually put it in, like, we put it down the road as a pop-up event. Oh, and people turned up yeah, and paid their pe- 10 bucks, so. Yeah, it was epic. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was into it. Yeah, they it loved was... it. And then they jumped in the sea and then they came back in the sauna and, like, it was awesome. Yeah. No, I, re- I rate it. In fact, um, the good news is I think I've got it past Louise now. She's been enjoying it so much that she's going, oh, I think we should get one. Well, she's, like, super controlled in the freezer, eh? Yeah, she's good in the freezer and she's, um, likes the sauna. The, you know, the interesting thing with all that, um, is it's actually quite hard to get a freezer or a sauna second hand because you know us being us we're like oh we'll look on Trade Me or Facebook Marketplace, Marketplace and all that sort of stuff no one's selling their yeah. sauna 
nah, and everyone that's selling their freezers is asking ridiculous money. Yeah, it's you must like, just buy a new one and get a warranty. Right. Uh, you talked to Simon Cochran. He, I think he paid $65 for his chest freezer. Did he? Like how many years ago? Yeah, so, but, no, but no one's selling them for that now. Absolutely not. No. No. So, yeah, you're in for the hundreds, so I think we have to do that. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? The, mm. the hot and the cold. All right, well, I think that's pretty much the, our lot for today. So uh, if you're racing over the New Zealand summer, we'll see you at I'm in New Zealand or Wanaka or Tauranga in the next uh, few weeks. If you're in Aussie, we'll see you a bit after that. Uh, right, anything else? Nah, I think that's pretty much it. Good luck to everyone racing in, what, 10 days' time? Yep. And uh, we'll see them there. Awesome.